Benny Boo. <laughs> I have a story for you. Oh, no. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm so, ready. you know, yesterday I went to the dentist. Yeah. Um, I'm going to out myself a little okay. bit here. Okay. People are not going to like what I'm about to say. Oh, no. Um, I maybe don't take care of my teeth as mm. well as I should. Wait till you're about my age, and then you start having bridges and root canals yeah, and it's stuff tough. like that. So, like, it's always kind of a gamble when I go get my mm -hmm. teeth cleaned. It's like, how bad is this going to be? You know what I mean? <clears throat> well, we're at a new dentist. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if is it's... Is this out of shame from the old dentist? No, the old dentist retired. A new one? Old dentist retired. Gotcha. gotcha. Was great. Yeah. But was also like, brother, you have got to start flossing. You, you know what I mean? Listen. Yeah. And, uh... Weak teeth, bro. Anyways, I was at this dentist and was like... I don't know any of these people. This could be very embarrassing. You know right. what I mean? By the way, I brush my teeth every day, right? Especially it's the days the, you go to the dentist. Right. Brush them twice when I go to the dentist. Jeez. But it's Which like I think you're it's supposed like to do. cleaning your house before the maid shows up. Exactly. It's, yeah, yeah. That's the vibe for sure. <laughs> and uh, But the, the real issue has always been flossing. Right, right, right. right. So anyways, uh, I'm there. And as soon as I sit down, she like, you know, puts the little mirror thing mm -hmm. in my mouth and is like, you have excellent teeth. And I was like, really? Did you get her number? This is the first I've heard of it. <laughs> and it sounds like your last dentist just like shamed you though. Well, like, I tell you what. Your teeth are just like, they're like sugar traps. I tell did you. He called I, sugar traps? Yeah, he did. That was Where, a that you that was in a disguise? in the 90s. Well, so he, so I mean, six or seven times throughout the appointment, they're like, I mean, these teeth are exceptional. I was like, I felt pumped up. So leaving. multiple people told so, you you have a good mouth on you? Yeah, two. The hygienist <laughs> and the dentist. What? And the dentist. And they was took, the dentist a boy or girl? They, a dude. Okay. They took pictures and showed, them, <laughs> and showed them to me. And I was like, those are some good teeth. <laughs> You know what I said after that? I was driving home and I said, my shiny teeth that twinkle just like the stars in space. I was having a great day yesterday. Bro, you should ask for the negatives of those so you can like blow them up, put them on your wall. Now, turns out. You had some cavities? No, I still got a floss. Oh, but, yeah. but they were like, they were like, yeah. these are exceptional teeth. Man. <clears throat> Welcome back oh, we to it. Continued Conversations. I'm joined with Pastor Ben Nelson. That's me. That's him. I'm Drew Mercer. We're going to talk about uh, talk about some stuff. It is 2024. What? That's a real year. It's a real year. It's a real year. So you gave us a, a nice... Uh, Sunday was New Year's Eve. Eve. The yeah. eve of the new year. Yeah. And uh, you gave us a nice... Uh, you know what Adam said on the day before the new year, right? Happy New Year, Eve. New you know, you, Eve. you said that twice on Sunday no, in I didn't. both services. I said it on Christmas Eve. Oh, did you say it on Christmas Eve? Yeah, it's Christmas Eve. It oh, Christmas you, you Eve made day. the joke Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. Okay. Merry Christmas but, Eve. Yeah. Happy New, new Year's Eve. Year's Eve. Yeah. yeah. And I laughed 
at none of them. Oh man, that was the best. Did it crush? It wasn't as good as the dagger joke, I don't think. <laughs> dagger wasn't a joke. Uh, on <laughs> on uh, on Christmas Eve, ten forty five, had the classic pause and then laughter. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. good. It was good. Uh, Nine o'clock. Four o'clock. Four o'clock. And anyways, we don't have time for this, but four o'clock was lively at Christmas Eve. Uh, our smaller service of the three, but yeah. it was the most lively. We were fun. My mother was there. Yeah, she was not having fun. She was. Tracy was, was into she was it. bopping. Yeah. 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 Dr. Mercer. Yeah. Uh, so, But that's not what we're talking about today. We're not talking about no. Christmas mm. Eve. No, we're, we're in 2024. New Year's Eve. So tell the people what we talked about. Uh, we talked about hunger. Uh... Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, Jesus said in the Beatitudes. Uh, we looked at when Jesus uh, was questioned after feeding multiple people, um, you know, what, what, what were some signs and miracles that he would do to show that he is who he says he is. And they talked about Moses and how God, you know, provided manna and how that was a miracle. And, would he, and then he went on to give this comparison that, um, that he is the manna, that he is the bread of life, right? And, uh, and then we landed on a classic story with the woman of the well who was thirsty, and mm-hmm. Jesus offered a well that doesn't run dry. And we talked about um, some kind of just uh, earthly parallels to heavenly things when it comes to hunger and how hunger can be a sign of health, how hunger um, indicates that which you're dependent on, how hunger is always a precursor to growth, and just like what does this look like in our spirit and not in our flesh if we could become hungry in our faith. And it was a good day. It was, it was a challenging a, day. It was, it was a challenging day. day. Was Everyone day. was starving by the end of the message. Yeah, like, I want some food. Please keep talking about food. Yeah. yeah. So we had some questions come in. We had some questions. They're all about food. All about food. <laughs> you want to hop in? Let's do it. Let's hop in. Question one. You mentioned that hunger is a sign of health. Can you explain how we can differentiate spiritual hunger from other forms of longing or desire? Yeah, that, and that's good. Like, because we say a lot that, um, that your emotions, your feelings are an okay gauge, but a horrible guide. Right. And so when you are led by your desires, um, you will often be misled, right? Some of the worst decisions we've ever made was out of an emotional decision. And so I never tell people to follow their emotions. Um, I think it's an okay gauge. You can ask what that's trying to tell you. Mm -hmm. Um, And so what's the difference in being hungry for godly things and following those hungers versus following other desires and, and maybe confusing if they're from God or not? Well, we've talked about that a lot on different levels. Um, the first would be, is what you're desiring, we've said it before, is it bringing glory to you or glory to God? And that's mm. a good, quick indicator. Like, that's going to sift through a lot of things yeah. really quick. And if it's one of those things where, like, no, it's going to bring me glory and not God glory, then it probably isn't from God. Um, so that's always the first question. Does this bring God glory or does it bring me glory? Now, there's times where things will bring God glory and you will also benefit from them as well. So that's not 100%. Um, and then the other thing is, Instead of being led by your desires, I think we need to direct our desire. That's what I think that's really it, right? I think we're just going through life and like whatever catches our fancy, whatever we desire, mm-hmm. but instead saying, What do I desire and how can I make that God? Well, 
feeding on the things of God makes you more hungry for the things of God. The thing that will make you trade in poor quality food is tasting quality food, mm. right? Like, I was good with Little Caesars until I ate something with better quality. And I'm like, you know what? When I eat Little Caesars, I know I'm settling, right? right. Like, I'm not saying it's bad. <laughs> I'm saying, I mean, it's probably the best pizza for the buck. And by the way, right. Little Caesars, if you want to sponsor us, we'll take it, right? They're right over They're there. right over there. You are horrible with directions. They're right over there, but... Um, oh, yeah, sure. I'm positive. But it is a settling for lesser, and you settle for lesser less often the more you eat of better quality, right? That's why we have food snobs in this world mm. because they've eaten good enough things and they've gotten to the place they don't even settle for lower quality food. Right. Um, and so I, instead of saying with being led by your desires, I would say it, how can you lead your desires to being for the things of God? And I think that consuming the things of God, tasting and seeing that God is good will lead to hungering and desiring those things more. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Question two. Question two. You discussed how hunger makes us less picky, which was a funny anecdote. Oh, yeah. I liked that one. Yeah. Anyways, uh, how can we apply this principle to our spiritual lives, especially in embracing aspects of our faith that we find challenging or uncomfortable? Yeah, so the idea is um, when you're hungry, uh, more things look appetizing than when you're not hungry, right? And so when we don't hunger for God, then we only consume the parts that are appetizing to us Mm. instead of saying, I want the full course, the full dish. Um, One of my favorite foods in the world Mm -hmm. is gumbo. Uh, Do you Mm. like gumbo? Do you eat gumbo? I do like gumbo. I don't don't know if I've had like gumbo gumbo. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. So gumbo has two different types of gumbo. You have seafood gumbo, you have yaya, and you have chicken gumbo. Seafood gumbo and chicken gumbo mixed together makes yaya. Okay. And so that's kind of what it is, a mixture of both. But anyways... What gu- the beauty about gumbo is I would say most of the ingredients that are in gumbo, I do not like individually. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Like there's lots. I mean, it is, it is a hodgepodge of right. lots of vegetables that just end up marrying and complementing each other in such a way that it is um, – when you take a bite of gumbo, you might have different ingredients in that bite, but almost every bite tastes the same because they've all – begin to complement each other in some one way that it makes one flavor, right? And so when we pick and choose the things we got we we like, then we are we are missing the full flavor too because now we're removing parts that also accent other parts and complements other mm. parts and marry with other parts. And so we're not getting the fullness of the parts that we are taking in because other parts of the gospel helped compliment that, right? That. Exactly. Yeah. Not just compliment, but fulfill it, right? And so the fullness of the gospel is a lot like that to me. And so I would love to be at the place, and now I would think anyone would be lying if they said they were fully at it, that I could just sit back and say, God, I want to receive everything that you have right. because I know that even if, if I segment it, I might not like it. If I segment it, I might not understand it. If I segment it, it might not even make sense within the, the view of the kingdom of God. But when we take it as a whole, we begin to see it take on um, the qualities of each other and it, it takes on this full gospel. And so I think that's the place we all want to get to or should want to get to within our faith. And when we're hungry, we're more likely to do that. When I hunger for God and the things of God, I'm more likely to receive and to participate in the things of God than to just pick and choose the parts I like of God. So am I hungry for certain qualities of God or am I hungry for God, right? Am I hungry for God 
prosper me or am I hungry for the fullness of God where he says the, you know, you know, blessed are the poor in spirit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, do I want that fullness of God? Right. Um, so yeah, I, I, it, it is a fun analogy to think about, but it's very true that the more hungry you are, the less picky you become. And it's not that you're settling for less, it's that you're willing to go beyond that, which you just initially find appetizing. Right. I gotta tell you, man. That was maybe one of my all-time favorite answers you've given on this podcast. That was good. I'm going to rewind that one. I like that one. That was That's good. good. One. Let's see if you can top it. Let's see. Question hope, three. We'll see if you end this with my saying. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Question two is better. I'm going to go back to question two. No, no. Okay. Question three. Regarding the point that hunger is the precursor to growth. Right. What are some signs that a person or a community is experiencing a spiritual growth and how should we respond to these signs? That one kind of answers itself a little bit. Hunger is a precursor to growth. So how do we know if there's about to be growth? It'll always, you often the indicator will be hunger. And so that's what I said. Like, do I think that this year we're going to see revival in our nation? I really hope so, mm-hmm. but I don't think so because I don't see a bunch of hungry people yet. And I feel like we will have a season of hunger of people who are so hungry for God that that season will happen prior to the season of um, growth. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit this week when we talk about the harvest. We're going to talk about the harvest this mm-hmm. Sunday. And the harvest being plentiful and the workers being few, it's not that the consumers are few. Mm. It's not like the harvest is yeah. plentiful and we don't have anybody who wants to eat it. No, we don't have anybody who wants to work it. Mm. Right. That's good. And so we're going to talk about that on Sunday. But same with this, like we all want the spirit of God to fall, but, we, but we're not hungering for God yet. And when we hunger for God, that will lead to a move of God's people, which will then result in a move of God. Most often, not always, most often moves of God are done through the moves of God's people. Mm-hmm. And so um, until we get hungry as a people and as a nation, as a world, as individuals, as churches, I don't think we will see the growth we want to see, at least. And so I'm praying. I'm not praying for a season of growth. I'm praying for a season of hunger. Right. Because I know what the result of hunger is. It's always the growth spurt. Yeah, that's good. All right. Maybe better than the last answer. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like you just didn't listen to the sermon on Sunday and you're just thinking this is good. Well, all right, question four. <clears throat> Don't out me like that, Ben. Sorry. Question four. <laughs> you encouraged us to develop a hunger for God through practices like reading the word and prayer. Could you provide practical tips or daily habits that can help in cultivating this hunger, especially for those who might feel they are in a spiritual drought or routine? Yeah, it will start with discipline and it will move to desire. Like it, um, learning to become hungry for God will start by consuming the things of God first. Um, you, uh, you know, we have certain foods that people are like, well, you know, that takes a, 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 a palate that is, a, what do we call that? When you have to create a desire for a, a, a certain food, like it's a, uh, there's a word. Microdose? No, no, we're not talking about drugs, Drew. <laughs> Jeez. Um, you know, sorry. There, there's certain palates like there's people like oh I don't like coffee and it's a microdose. Stop saying microdose. <laughs> Anyways, 
um, the the way to become hungry is in the kingdom at least is to eat, mm-hmm. which is a little bit counter to uh, our current world. Like we eat, we get full. The more we consume of God, the hungrier we'll become. Especially if our hunger with God is being met with um, exercise and pouring out the things of God, and then we can continue in our hunger. So it would start with discipline. It would start with, hey, I'm going to set aside time to read the Word. I'm going to set aside time to pray. And I think those patterns will always produce our product. And so keeping those patterns is important. But eventually, you'll get into where that's a desire more than a discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, but still keep the discipline because that's one of the ways Satan works is to kind of get us out of our rhythms. And so, uh, I mean, this year, this Sunday, we're going to start uh, a reading plan to go through the Bible in a year. Yep, Hop I in was just to say that. You'll be able to... Um, There'll be a chat. It'll be through version. We'll have a link. You can click that link. You can join the plan. You'll be able to talk each day in a little chat. And uh, we did this two years ago. And then week one, everybody chatting. Bro. Oh, we were, we were on fire we week were on one. fire yeah. week one. Week two, we chatting, man. We going. We going. Uh, here comes February. And, and chat's man, getting a little thin. thin. Dude, three months in? Who we who, who, who's up there? Crickets. Nah, I mean we got we got <laughs> we got Natalie Boers crushing Ooh, it. Natalie, Natalie made it. I'm I'm proud of Natalie. Uh, and then some people made excuses and was like, I, you know, I just I started reading in my physical Bible. That was me. That was, that was yeah, me. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. That was a good so, one. We'll be better this year. We'll be better this year. But yeah, that's a great way to hop in and uh, and yeah, I would yeah. Just, just discipline leads. To desire mm-hmm. and when it comes to things of the kingdom of God. So. Yeah, that's good. This may be an all-time episode. All-time? All-time. Drew, I think you're just happy that the dentist I'm said happy. you have a good-looking mouth. I'm going to be honest. That I think set you're me on riding the right, high. That set me on the right path, brother. <laughs> All right. Anyways, hey, Jesus is not going to leave you hangry, is he? No. No, oh, I didn't say you hangry. Didn't say it. I didn't say anything about being hangry. Do you want to... No, I will say this. I'm still going to make that the title that's of the, the title. The yeah. title's hangry. We can make it the title now just because we said the title's hangry. Yeah. So, I mean, that's all we have to just do. Put, clip this, put it at the front. I mean, or just, I don't care. And But the truth <laughs> is this. There are some people that are hungry for God, but they're not consuming the things of God. And when you're hungry for the God without consuming the things of God, oh. you know what that becomes? Hanger, hanger, baby. No you ever good. see that angry and angry church? It's probably because they desire the things of God without consuming the things of God. <laughs> That's hangry. There That's we hangry. go. We ain't hangry. Good stuff. Do you want to uh, tell the people what you're doing next or no? Vision Sunday. Be there Sunday. Be there Sunday. Yeah. Oh, you do want to be there Sunday. Yeah. It's going to be talk about the harvest crazy. a little yes. bit. We're going to walk into our new children's and multi-purpose space. Yeah, it's going to be it's a very exciting stuff. Great day. Great yep. day. And they have essentials afterwards. So learn more. So okay, it'll be a good day. We will see you next week. Bye.